In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Brendan Kilcoyne, coming to you with the Brendan Option, courtesy of Immaculata Productions. I hope you're keeping really well as the summer unfolds for us. Um, Perhaps you might remember the subscription button. Um, A few bob, as we say, a few bucks in uh, PayPal, Patreon. Remember, we're crowdfunded. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. So keep that in mind. Okay, more than one way to skin this cat. The readings this Sunday, you might notice that we're very much on the on the the topic of prophecy again. Last week we had Ezekiel for our first reading, and this week coming this Sunday now coming, you're going to get a little little taste of Amos. And you have the same thing again with uh, Amos being told, oh, clear off and do your prophesying somewhere else. We don't want you, we don't want you, you know, cramping our style here. And and Amos says, I wasn't even a prophet. I was just a herdsman tending sycamores. Ah, it's a great line. Sure, I just looked at, look after sycamores. It's not my fault, God said. Get moving. Prophecy to my people. And then you go into Paul, and Paul's there in Ephesians, and he's talking about the predetermined plan. He's talking about the secret plan. He's talking about those, you know, to, to, to be sealed with God's, with God's love. Mm. And then you come to the gospel. That astonishing moment where Jesus says against, it's so counterintuitive, nowadays but even then to say to a traveller don't take spare clothes take nothing with you take nothing with you just go as you are just just you know keep on rocking in the free world get out there they say naked flesh flinches from a sharp point this is why the the celtic warriors hurling themselves at the roman legions would strip naked often to show their disdain for death. It goes against the natural instincts, their mastery of fear. This is the equivalent of, of stripping for battle. Go on a journey, but take nothing with you. You will live off my grace. Now, last week we were told, you know, I will give you what you need. I work best with the weak. And this week, we're being told, go, do it. Take nothing of the normal supports that you would have. Go on my word. Preach nothing but my word. Use nothing but what I give you. Crikey, that's terrifying. I mean, if you... If you go back, and if you may have happen, happened to see our uh, our interview with John Waters, but if you go back to that and just look at what John is John is saying there about about the whole effect of the famine on Ireland, on its imagination, the obsession afterwards with property, the obsession with land, the obsession with survival, you know, and you take into account all of that, human beings like we're needful. We're needy. We're quite vulnerable. 
We're not lions or tigers that have all these natural offensive and defensive parts of their body, claws, teeth. We're actually quite soft and easy to kill. Human beings clothe themselves. Our skin is light. We clothe ourselves. We bring spare clothes for a journey. We bring this, we bring that, we bring the other, the purse, the haversack, the staff. We bring it all. And Jesus is saying, don't take that, don't take that. Uh, take one of that, the one you're wearing. Don't mind the rest. This goes totally against the human instinct. This is complete dependence on God. Now, I wonder how many of us have the courage for it. Because remember the church doesn't say that everyone is called to the evangelical councils. Only a minority, in fact. You know, where you, you take the oath, you know, poverty, chastity, obedience. You take... Take nothing, you know, the world has to work and people have to live and have lives and all the rest of it. But there is an implication for everyone. Most people are not religious in the church. I mean, not in the sense of being having religious vows to follow the councils and live like this literally. And yet every single Christian is called to prophecy and every single Christian is called to have the attitude of the prophet. You build up a business and you, and you don't flinch when it's gone, like, you know. There's a famous story that when he was told the Armada, the, the greatest Armada put together in, in hundreds of years, that it was a disaster and had sunk, Philip II didn't even change the expression on his face. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. I think my language might be quite ripe. I said last week it's hard to be called a prophet to call to prophecy. I'm saying this week, <laughs> it's hard to live like a prophet. Never mind open your mouth. It's hard to do what he's asking you to do. Wouldn't you prefer to stay at home and tend sycamores? As many as the time I've wished I stayed tending sycamore. I think they're a different kind of sycamore, by the way. The sycamores we have in Ireland wouldn't be as productive. Wouldn't you prefer to have stuck with what you were at? Don't you wish you'd never heard the gospel? Can you depend completely on, on God? I, I mean, if let's say you're getting married. Can you depend so completely on God's word that you can prophesy to your spouse in the sense that you can give them your life fully and give them access to you and to your life? Because that is prophecy. That is speaking to them of God. That is bringing no purse or haversack. That is bringing no spare tuning. And if you're going to share your life with somebody and let them get to know you that well, aren't you naked? Do, do you have anything to spare? One of my favourite lines in a film is from the science fiction movie Gattaca. And it's where, look, I won't go into the details of it. It's, it's an excellent science fiction movie. No, no special effects, nothing. Just fantastic uh, concept and fantastic acting. Ethan Hawke, Uma Thurman, you know, just super, Jude Law, superb actor. But at one stage in it, there's a race. Uh, and two brothers have a race. And the brother who wins the race shouldn't have won the race because he's weaker than the other one. And it, it recollects a race they had when they were children and he won that too. 
and he turns to the brother whom he's beaten and he says to him, do you know how I beat you? It's because I never left anything for the journey back. That's how you're being called to live. That's prophecy. That's the prophet with no purse or haversack. He has nothing for the journey back. In the first reading, he's been told, get back to Judah, you reprobate, and stop prophesying here and annoying us. And he says back, I did, I did all that. I was doing that. I'd have been happy to stay at that. But I was sent here and I have no means of going back. Once you're a prophet, how can you go back to what you were? And that's what I'm telling you today. You're extraordinary. You're unique. You're incredible. You you have a once-off mission that nobody else can fulfill. You're going to chuck this in and go back? How are you going to go back? You have no purse or adversary. You have no spare tunic. How are you going to go back? You give up everything for the Lord. There is no way back. There's nothing back there. Except a purse, a haversack, an extra tunic and no soul. No. This is it, my friend. You've left nothing for the way back. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.